0: All right, all right. So as Bevan said, this is a uh, family service. So we, we wrap up each campaign with a calm week, followed by a family service. So part of the reasons that we do this is to represent and model what Sabbath looks like as a whole church. So we, we think this principle, this pr- biblical practice of Sabbath, whereas it's not mandated by Scripture, I think it's important for us, especially as a uh, countercultural move to... Cement us in the way of Jesus. So, this next week in the devotional, I'll go through a bunch of different practices. Five different practices. (laughs) A bunch. Five. Five different practices, and Sabbath is one of them. Because Sabbath, uh, it forces us to slow down, as we talked about in this campaign, especially in being a calm presence. It forces us to slow down and to stop and to rest and to develop this kind of rhythm and practice of resting so that then we can focus and reorient ourselves around the way of Jesus. And in a culture, in a world that is so go, 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 hustle and bustle, which the holiday season is coming up, as Bevan said, or we're in the thick of it right now, uh, this practice is going to be all the more important for us. To remember to slow down, to stop, to rest, and to remind us that we are practicing the way of Jesus. So this is how we... Uh, wrap up our campaigns with a calm week and a family service. Again, this is f- to model for all of us the practice of Sabbath. So what we do is we give uh, me a break from, from preparing sermons and from teaching courses and all of that stuff as we did last week in the calm week. We give our LifeBridge Kids volunteers a rest and a break. And it's just a reminder too of how many, how many people do a lot of hard work during the week for us To be here each Sunday. And it's a great opportunity as well for us to just gather together as a church family. We talk a lot about church family, and this is kind of the model of it. That doesn't mean the, that means that there may be some interruptions. So if your kids are a little wiggly and a little wild, that's okay. That's family, right? That's church family. We're okay with that. Um, And that means, you know, we we might say some stuff. The kids might say some stuff during the testimony time, and that's cool, all right? That's all good. So, uh, we're going to have just a testimony time, and then uh, we're just going to have a time of worship, and then we'll wrap up service for today. And since we don't have kids ministry and volunteers, we can be done super early, and that's all That's all good. All right. Or if you guys have stuff to say, yeah, we can't go too late because then we'll run into second service. But All right. So thanks for being here. Uh, this is, again, our calm week. We're wrapping up our Third Way campaign. And if you remember, our Third Way campaign was all about practicing the way of Jesus in the midst of a polarized world. So, we're talking about just putting our head down, following close on the heels of Jesus throughout this campaign. And so we're going to wrap it up with some questions today to hear from you guys. So that's what I love about our Calm Sundays, or our, uh, yeah, our Calm Week and family services, is hearing your stories and hearing what God is doing in your life right now. But first... Since this is Thanksgiving, uh, we're going to open it up and do open mic time. So if you have a story to share uh, or would like to answer the question for everybody, please do. Be brave, be bold, go for it. Uh, I love hearing your stories. So I get to hear a lot of your stories just through either an email or a conversation or call over coffee, whatever. I get to hear so many of these good stories. But this is a great opportunity for everybody in the church to hear these stories. So uh, these are encouraging they build one another up and strengthen each other in the faith. So first, first question, which hopefully you all have been thinking about this in some capacity since Thursday was Thanksgiving. What have you been thanking God for? this Thanksgiving season. And kids, this is a good one for you guys to answer too. I'm glad you're here. If you have anything to say, go ahead and answer. We'd love to hear. Love to hear from you on what you've been thankful for this Thanksgiving season. Ian's in the back. Oh yeah, I didn't tell you guys. Ian's in the back. Just raise your hand and Ian will come find you and give you the microphone. You don't have to just stand and yell. I got a microphone. Oh, Gideon. Yes, dude. I'm excited about this.
1: He just
0: died on the cross. That's it, buddy. (laughs) It's a good thing to be thankful for this time of year, right? What matters most? Coop. Family. Family. Whoa. Yeah. Jenna.
2: I am really thankful for God's steadfast love. I'm married, and I have three children, and, you know, relationally, it gets really hard and I tend to be prone to bitterness and justice and God is just so merciful and he's so committed to like the process of sanctifying us and turning us into his image and it just shows his steadfast love towards us and I'm just not that and I think he's trying to do that work in me but he's just a patient father who is just committed to loving us through it all and doing a good work so really humbling.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jenna. And these two hooligans over here. I don't know who these guys are.
2: Squishmallows and family.
0: (laughs) If you don't know what squishmallows are, go ahead and ask Ellie later. She'll tell you all about them. Turkey! Turkey. Yeah. I smoked a turkey this year for Thanksgiving, and Shiloh was making fun of me all last week, saying that it was going to turn out terrible, and it turned out solidly satisfactory. It was, it was a little dry, but <laughs> still trolling on me, even though it was it was good. I thought it was great. Who we got, Hudson? Yeah.
2: <clears throat> for everyone to get along and hang out.
0: Yeah, amen, dude. That's it. Good community. Simon, Simon, right back there.
2: Friends.
0: Yeah. Friends are great. Anybody else to you? <laughs>
3: On the family note, I'm thankful that over the last couple of years since we moved here, we were able to take care of our both our parents well at the end of life. Um, my mom last year, my husband's father this year. And when we moved here, we never expected to have any family close, and then our kids moved here, so uh, life is really good, and God is good, and you can't plan some of this stuff. Yeah,
0: (laughs) amen, God's faithful even in the unknown. Allie? Church. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Quick turn, Ian, quick turn, thanks, Allie. Aspen and Luca, what do you guys got?
2: (laughs) I'm thankful for my mom
0: and dad. Oh, that's sweet, buddy.
2: Thank you for my dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you put him up to that, Jenna? <laughs> Johnny. My cat. Your dad? Yeah. Dad's a good guy. I'm thankful for your dad, too. Yeah. I think he said cat. Oh, you said cat? <laughs> I don't know your cat. He's also thankful for his dad. I've heard him say, but Are it's... <laughs> It was cat in this instance. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not thankful for cats because I'm allergic to cats, but I'm, I'm thankful for your dad. He's a good dude, too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't withdraw what I said. <laughs> Anybody else? What have you been thanking God for this Thanksgiving season? Besides Tim. You can say Tim, too, I guess. That's fine.
4: Yeah, just uh, really thankful for actually... These uh, little munchkins here, and uh, we got a ten month old at home as well and um yeah, on the third child, for some reason, I'm just really getting a a, a great sense of um joy from the Lord, uh, even when times are hard. Um, I just can kind of look at them and just understand that um my quiver is full, and uh so it's just a i'm getting a, a larger sense of it sometime uh, for some reason um with uh, three now, so it's just a blessing and it just kind of keeps paying out paying out paying out so it's it's um, really awesome yeah. that's beautiful
5: thanks Brian John, you still got it yeah <laughs> uh, we we hosted Thanksgiving for all of my in-laws this year, and I have really really, really awesome in-laws and I'm really thankful for that just great family and we had a bunch of grandbabies and all of that and not my grandbabies i don't have any of those yet but (laughs) um (laughs) nieces and nephews and our kids and just a really sweet time and very thankful for um my in-laws which i know is not everyone can say that so i'm very i'm just i'm i'm thankful for them and and for family Mm
0: -hmm. yeah thanks john anyone else what y'all been thankful for
6: I'm thankful for my Savior, Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for me. And each day, I know when I wake up, that is a blessing. But if I don't wake up, I know where I'm going. And make sure you all do.
0: Amen. Yeah. Elaine, you saw a communion up here and you jumped the gun. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. I'm thankful for everybody that I asked last week about how to smoke a turkey, because we had a uh, I smoked a turkey for the first time this year and it turned out solidly okay. If you ask my son Shiloh, he'll say it was super dry, but like the last, it wasn't. He doesn't have a clue what he's talking about. The dude's just dude's just trolling me. But I asked a bunch of people last week like how to do it, and you guys gave me a bunch of good advice, and it turned out great. So thank you so much. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next one then. Going once, going twice, gone. Okay. All right, this one's a bit more complicated, and I wanted to tie this question into the campaign and the topics that we've been talking about over the last few weeks here. How have you been growing in the way of Jesus lately? So I've got a few other questions underneath that. That um, Yeah, so what's been challenging you? Any stories of growth? in yourself, or stories of growth that you've seen in others, or how have you found practicing these ways to be more in line with the way of Jesus, okay? So, for, as an example, think about that. Peaceful presence, perhaps, is something that you haven't really thought about being in the way of Jesus much, but as you've been growing in it, or as you've been practicing it more and more, you've found that. That is the better way to live, for example. That by spending time in quiet and alone with God on a daily basis, um, this is mine, by the way, by spending time alone (laughs) with God quietly, just in prayer and reading scripture, how that kind of settles you, and you begin to realize how uh, anxious. I'll say this for me. I began to realize how anxious I really was, right? As, as I began practicing peaceful presence more and uh, uh, the disciplines of, of the Christian faith, as I began practicing these more and more and more and really diving into them more, I began to realize how anxious I really was and how better it is to live in the way of Jesus and to just be a peaceful presence as he, as you abide in him and as you experience just deeper intimacy and relationship with him on a closer level, a lot of the other stuff in the world around me. It's not that that is less scary or that that is less anxiety producing, right? But in the midst of all of it, in my inner life, I can still experience peace, even in the midst of chaos and turmoil happening all around me. So, These seven are the topics that I preached on, and I just kind of went through my list of what I preached on. Uh, Faithful presence, have you been growing in just being a faithful presence in the culture and the community around you instead of uh, the culture warrior mentality or the escapist isolationist mentality, for example. Uh, Recognizing the image of God on all people, and that filters into loving your enemies on number five. So if we recognize the image of God on all people, that can help us to love even our enemies enemies, or those we perceive to be enemies. Uh, Winning and losing. It's not just about winning and losing. It's more about obedience in the way of Jesus. So we're not called to just do anything to win. We are called to obey and to follow the way of Jesus and leave the rest in the hands of God. Uh, The lordship of Christ. Christ is Lord over all creation, as uh, Colossians 1, 15 to 20 tells us. So and we submit and surrender and follow him as Lord, we actually find peace in that, and we're following the way of Jesus more. Number seven, self-examination. Uh, learning to examine ourselves first instead of just pointing the finger at the flaws, f- faults and flaws of other people. So, again, question. How have you been growing in the way of Jesus lately? So what of these? And you can even go beyond this. This isn't all that there is to the way of Jesus. There's much more than this, right? Uh, what has been challenging you? Any stories of growth in yourself or growth that you've seen in others, and how have you found these perhaps to be more in line with the way of Jesus? Anybody? Let's open it up. Who do we get? Sandra. I probably
1: don't, need this. but uh, I would say staying in prayer and. Faithfully trusting, which is really hard I think in this world to trust, trusting that he will provide all of my needs. You know, each one, you know, just those simple little things, you know, like things being fixed around the house and, you know, just always sending me somebody that can help me in a way that, you know helps my needs, meets my needs, and trusting that he will provide those through prayer. You know, every time I think I can't, he says, yes, you can. And then he provides me with the people that help back that, you know, whether it be advice or whatever, whatever it is. So in that way, I would say it has brought me a lot closer to him. Not just out of you know out of need, but out of you know not having somebody there, mm-hmm. you know present, and he talks to me yeah. and says you need to do this or you need to do it that way, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would yeah. say that would be it.
0: Amen. Thanks for sharing, Sandra. <laughs> Anybody else,
5: Mike? so I um it falls under a couple of those categories I recently had a situation where my little one um has some friends that I don't really care for and I really don't care for their parents um my significant other started to go in on them about how all the ways that they don't like them or what they did and stuff like that and instead of um Jumping on her side, which is an easy win, just, oh, yeah, I can't stand that person or whatever, or how they do that. I examined ourselves and how we could do better and realized that that person is loved by God. So not to just drag them down, but do what you can to help and show the love that we were shown.
0: Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Any other stories on this? So I've I've been guilty uh, under number two there of uh, seeing all the attention that the celebrities and the sports figures get, and I've been really good at putting them down in my head and just thinking, what a bunch of idiots, and I just your sermon helped me to really understand that they are, you know, God's creation, created in his image. And, uh, I shouldn't be surprised when non-believers act and talk like non-believers and then have more love for them. So thank you, John. Yeah. Thank you, Tom.
2: So I think peaceful presence has definitely been something that I would say, got victory for me in the last two weeks. So my husband's been working 50 to 60 hour weeks, so he's not been around that much to help with kids. And then when he is around, we're like finishing renovating and we just poured concrete at our house. I don't know how many yards. I don't even know if you guys care about that, but basically a lot. (laughs) Um, And that was two weeks ago. And then a week ago, our sewer backed up and we found out it was under the concrete that we just poured Um, and so we've been doing this whole process for two years, so this is like the last thing, and then this happens, and then my car broke down, and relationally, things weren't going great because he's not around, so there's high expectation for me, little time, so kind of like chaos breaking in, and God is just so faithful, and he just reminded me of who he is, his glory, and like when you're coming to church, when you're surrounded by people, when you're in, in the word, when you're trying to struggle and walk, imperfectly this Christian light the life the Holy Spirit just does something in surrender and so I just like surrendered everything to God in a moment and I was like God you know what like you are bigger than this stuff I've I've never been in control I don't know why I'm trying to be in control mo- now so just like laying my life down and just like allowing God to move in the spaces where I tend to want to like do everything. Like, I would try to get out there and fix the concrete. Like, I can't do that. And God, I think, in this moment reminded me of my little control I had. And in the Bible, it says, he keeps him in perfect peace whose mind is set on him meaning God so he keeps us in perfect peace when our mind is set on him and I remember I came to church I think I talked to Leslie maybe I don't even remember who it was but I was telling them about everything going on and I was like I just have a great peace like I feel free I was staying at my parents house which there's like 15 people there and I've never felt like a peace that was so amazing in such a chaotic situation and it was really beautiful and I'm like wow I get it Like, I get what God's doing. I get what God has for us. And this is the abundant life because the reality is our life is really chaotic. Like, we're in a war. We got an enemy who's trying to steal, kill, and destroy our lives. And then we got just the world that's coming against us. Our flesh is coming against us. So it makes sense that the only thing that can give us victory is the Spirit of God. And so I'm just really thankful for that because I didn't have to experience that, but I did. And it was really beautiful and really powerful. And I think that's just a testimony and that I can hope I can continue to surrender my life because life's not going to get any easier. But the power of God is real. And so the peace of God was definitely just radiating out of my life. And I was thankful for that. So thank you, John, for your teaching.
0: Amen. Thank you, Jenna. It's a great story. How God can give you peace even in the midst of chaotic housing situations <laughs> that is the source of so much
5: anxiety right <laughs>
0: call on somebody. bevin bevin thanks man yeah Be brave. <laughs> so
5: we yeah. just uh, i already had the microphone this is easy <laughs> he doesn't have to run yeah <laughs> so we just finished um a men's challenge of sorts and uh we did a bunch of self-examination and uh I thought I was pretty aware of who I was and what I was failing at and winning at and all that stuff. But uh, it was a good reminder. Like the, the constantly looking inward instead of outward, uh, we just, going through that with a bunch of other guys was, was really powerful for me. And I'm, I'm thankful for that, you know, tied into the first question too. But um, self-examination was something I've been practicing lately and it was, it's really hard, but really powerful. So
0: That's good. Thanks, man. Anyone else want to be brave? Thanks to you.
3: So I'm looking at number one and four up there: faithful presence and peaceful presence. Um, I'm a control freak, and right now pretty much everything's out of control. Um, we're renovating a house, and like we keep finding something else wrong. We're doing this with our kids, and you know the sewer line's cracked. And um, anyway, so normally I would be completely stressed out. Um, my father-in-law, my husband's out of town because my father-in-law is in his last days. And so I'm meeting the plumber and doing all this stuff. And I'm so peaceful. And I think a lot of that has just been this message series. So John, I'm thankful for you and this series. Um, and I keep, even today, like someone asked me, like, how are you doing? I'm like, it's weird. I'm really peaceful. Um, I'm very comfortable with everything. And I'm not in control of anything right now so peaceful presence is something from god for sure
0: amen thanks to you. take one more if anybody's got a story
6: um a friend told me recently that i just have been like a really peaceful presence in their life like amidst a lot of like chaos and i think a lot of that kind of comes from god and i feel like i've been making decisions that like Love my enemies more so, and I've been kind of like keeping God in the back of my mind. So,
0: awesome, thanks for sharing, everybody. All right, let's go on to the last one. How have you seen the goodness of God on displaying another person in the church? I love this question, it's a chance for you guys to. Talk each other up and just say how you've seen God's goodness, God's glory, God's faithfulness, or how you've just been encouraged by somebody else in the church. How have you seen God at work in another person in the church?
3: Um, I'll just say to the whiskey group, to the boys, um, how awesome it is to see Cody and my brother and them support them in that way. It's been really nice to see that. That's awesome.
5: A few weeks ago, this church came together and cleaned up this basement, and I don't know if any of y'all's schedules are full, but I worked a 60 or 80 that week, and coming to church was definitely not on my list or anybody's list that was here working, but to watch all the generosity and the love show up and the organization and just free care and love between everyone working together and getting things done for this church, that was inspiring, and it just brought a lot of love into sight for one another and what people that might not be come often to this church see, you know?
0: Oh, closer.
1: oh closer sorry. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, when my husband was uh, dying from cancer, this church family just surrounded us with any type of help, words of wisdom scripture that has helped bring peace to be able to, you know, so that he could die peacefully at home. I can't say enough about, there's just too many to mention by name, but, you know, Pastor, where you were a big part of that, Uh, just would pray with us, you know, and, you know, John, you know, he'd be going to chemo and all that and Pastor say, well, let's pray and we'd be in the car and he says, you don't mind if I don't close my eyes while I'm driving? <laughs> and I'm like, nope. <laughs> He's like, no, no. So, yeah, our our church family really did just surround us and surrounded our, our kids as well, time of service and everything. So thank you for that, all of you.
0: Well, Sandra, you were going to be mine as well, and I was going to say about you. <laughs> Uh, Because as John was going through all of his cancer treatments, I would call you guys, and I've shared this with you all before, I think, but they just have so much joy and still so much peace in the midst of such a chaotic situation and so much pain and suffering and anxiety that they were dealing with on a regular basis. But I would still call them and talk to them, and they're still just full of the joy of the Lord. That only comes from being in Christ and from knowing Christ. And at even at John's funeral where I was talking with, with you and with the family and everybody else there, I just noticed how so many people had noticed that in you guys. And other folks were saying the same thing about how they had seen God's goodness on display in you guys, even in the midst of one of the most difficult times
5: um, that life can throw at you. So, I just uh, wanted to say thank you to the church Uh they've been asking, asking us for weeks about this meal train to help our family out, and it's a sense of pride for our family to, you know, like, you know, we can handle our own business, and um, and I kept telling Kimmy to say, oh, just tell them thank you for the offer, but we're good, and she said, no, I'm just gonna say yes tonight, and um, Leslie brought over a meal and um, it was wonderful and it, it was the perfect timing. We had a chaotic night and um, it, w- it was just really good and, and thank you. Awesome.
4: Yeah, so talk about bragging. Um, a great couple to brag about, I think, are the uh, the Cooks, Jamie and Adam Cook. Um, they are just amazing all the things that they they do and even if they didn't do all the things that they do they'd still be I think just as amazing um, they've been great friends to uh, to my wife and I and our kids um, obviously they have kids as well and so they just um, reach out in like almost any way you can think of um, play dates um, when they find out you're sick they show up at your house sometimes just randomly like hey here's some here's some soup here's some stuff you know. Um, I think even during the lockdown, they were delivering toilet paper to people's houses and just, hey, we're at your doorstep. Here's toilet paper and paper towels and whatever you know. I mean, they just think of everything, and, and um, God just uses them. I think in a, in a mighty way, and I hope you feel that too. Um, for those, especially for those of you that have uh, young kids and are uh, who are part of their ministry here, um, yeah. I could just probably go on for a day here or so, but just praise God for them.
0: So. Amen. Thanks, Brian. Absolutely. The cooks do, do a lot to help disciple our the kids here at the church. And now we know who bought up all the toilet paper during COVID. So you guys remember that when it was all gone? Okay. <laughs> Make sure to give them grief. <laughs> all right, Johnny.
2: I am thankful for Mrs. Alexander, who gave me breakfast every morning of fourth grade for the first week.
0: Oh. Hey. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Oh, she fed Meredith. me that because of my dad's surgery and his hands. Oh,
4: that's awesome. Yeah, we, we were really blessed by Sean and Steph, who know a lot about fruit trees, and we didn't really know anything about fruit trees and we had three of them and so they, are, they have come and are coming to help us to uh, get them back under control and they were just very gracious and encouraging to us nice,
0: awesome Sean also knows how to cook a turkey he gave me some good advice last week, thanks Sean <laughs> I'm going to say Bevan because Bevan's a guy who's probably helped so many folks <laughs> in this church and and uh, lots of people reach out to him, and, and Bevan does so with such joy, with such compassion and kindness and charity. I've seen him firsthand at work in very stressful scenarios where uh, I would be less than gracious and super stressed out, but Bevan has a way of, of modeling the peaceful presence of God, even in very, nothing seems to be going right on, on the job site. And he'll just say, oh, well, it's another opportunity to like figure out how to fix a problem. I'm like, who are you? Like, I'm furious for you. But he, he remains so positive and so joyful and is always willing to help. So thanks, Bev.
6: I'm thankful for John Adams. <laughs> thanks, Elaine. And his family. I thank you for the Thorn Gates and their ministry over the years and how much they have sacrificed and gone through. And I all cover them with our prayers because being a pastor is a difficult, difficult job because we are very flawed, failed, (laughs) human beings, Uh, as I am, for sure. And I just appreciate you being there and being up on that stage. And I know it's not been as easy. And I appreciate that.
0: Thank you, Lynn. We definitely appreciate your prayers as well. So let's pray and then... Uh... We'll sing some songs together, and while we're singing, if you guys need prayer, there'll be prayer available for you in the back. Please take the opportunity to go and pray if you do need prayer. Uh, Lord, God, we thank you for what you're doing in all of us. Thank you for the work of your Spirit that is transforming us into the image of Christ. And Lord, it's uh, such a joy to hear the stories of how you're at work in the lives of one another within the church, and Lord, how you're forming us more into the image of Christ, helping us grow into the way of Jesus. Lord, we trust that your spirit will continue that process within us, continue to sanctify us, continue to move us, Lord, closer to Christ, that, Lord, we can represent you well to the world around us. And, Lord, we can experience the fullness of life that is found only in you, Jesus. So, Lord, we love you, we worship you, we give you the praise and glory and honor that you deserve now. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's all stand and sing together. We're going to go into a time of communion. Communion elements are set up here in the front. In communion, what we're doing is remembering what Christ did on the cross for us and being thankful for it, as Gideon said earlier. Remembering what Christ did for us on the cross. The bread symbolizes Christ's body that was broken for us. The juice, it symbolizes Christ's blood that was shed to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. And as by faith and trust in Christ and his work on the cross... To save us, to redeem us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that we are made righteous. Through this transaction, when we believe in Jesus, our sin is placed on Christ, and we are given the righteousness of Christ. So we stand before God, holy, washed, new, in Christ. Communion elements are set up here in the front. Front rows, why don't you guys come to the middle? Come and grab the communion elements and walk back along the outside. And when the row in front of you finishes, you follow them up. Just hold on to the cups. There's two cups. Hold on to them, and we'll partake together as a church. So come on up. A big part of why we all take communion together as a church is to symbolize our unity and what unites us and draws us together around Christ. This is why I love doing communion together at family services, because it reminds us of the whole family of God. It reminds us what unites us and what brings us together. And especially in a polarized world, which is we've been talking about in this campaign, communion is so much more meaning, is so much more valuable to us. Because this is what unites us. We're united around Christ Jesus and following his way together as a church family. There's lots of unifying factors of groups, but Christ is ours. So remember him let's pray for the bread and then we'll partake together in a moment Lord Jesus we thank you for your body that was broken for us thank you Lord for coming to earth for revealing God to us Lord that we can know who God is by looking at you by viewing your life your teaching Lord we know what is true we know what is good pure and holy because of you and Lord we thank you for bearing in your flesh our sin by taking our sin upon the cross and dying for us accomplishing, Lord, what we could not do in and of ourselves. You took the pain for us that we might go free. So, Lord, we remember you and we pray as we partake together. Let's partake of the bread. Would you pray with me now for the cup as well? Lord Jesus, thank you for your blood that was shed for us. Lord, we know that there's no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. And Lord, we recognize the evil of our sin because of the price that was paid for it. Jesus, it was your blood that was shed. And Lord, when our faith and trust is in you, we know that we are made righteous we are cleansed, we are made holy. And so, God, we can stand before you in your presence without, Lord, without you casting us out. So, Lord, we thank you for your holiness. And Jesus, we thank you that you have cleansed us so that we can be in the presence of God. All of our faith and trust is in you for our salvation. And we remember you as we partake together. Let's partake of the cup together. Let's stand, let's sing one more together in praise to our Savior who has redeemed us.